There was one thing I could rely on as a child, despite the experiences that I had, is that when my mother said something, she meant it. If she said that she was going to buy us some candy or take us to the store or go to ventures or grandpa's for the weekend or cook, fry some chicken (laughs) or even spend the Thursday, a Thursday evening cleaning up the yard and that we couldn't go anywhere that day. Even if we finished cleaning the yard, she meant it. You know, I, I remember one particular Thursday, I was thinking, telling my brothers, if we clean up, you know, and, and just do a good job and stop grumbling and complaining about doing the yard, you know, maybe she'll, she'll let us go, you know, and do something, go play with friends, you know. And my mother came home this day in a, in a great mood. And I was thinking, okay, it's possible. It's possible for us to go and um, get this yard clean up and just go and have some fun with our friends. And sure enough, when we asked her, she, she, we, we did ask her after we cleaned up, we kind of, you know, just did it and didn't complain or tried not to complain. And, um, it came time to ask her and just as jolly as she was that evening, she jolly <laughs> in a jolly voice. She told us no, that she meant what she said, that to take a break, clean the yard, go do something fun, watch TV, play with, play toys with each other, whatever it was that we were to take a break that day. And it, as a child growing up, you know, as you experience, um, you know, people not keeping their word and people saying things just to say things to, to make you feel, to, to, to try to make you feel good or to say things to get an end result. The end result for my mother, I felt, was integrity, was keeping her word, was in her way being the best person that she could be, the best parent that she could be, that we didn't have much, you know, it was a long time before we even had a car to ride around in, or we didn't have the best looking house. And, you know, we we got criticism, (laughs) criticized for that, but my mother kept true to her word. And I realized that that it wasn't because she grew up in that type of environment per se. It was more because she grew up in environments or was around people that didn't keep their word, that would say things just to say it and say, oh, I didn't mean it. Or would be one one way one minute and another way the other minute. And as my mother throughout the years would share her experiences, factually sharing what happened, not calling people out their name, not belittling them or groaning about them or complaining about them, but sharing what happened. It was through her that I developed the principle too, to say what I mean and mean what I say, to try my best to live with integrity. Because as a mother, I even see now how much it means to really keep your word with your children. When you say something, they're not, um, when, the, when, when they're coming to reap or your reward, the reward of you saying something or 
um, to hold you accountable to what you said, whether it's taking my children to the park and play or taking them to um, the store to buy them a special gift or take them grocery shopping. When they come to you, they're ready for you to honor your word. As my son said, when I, when I asked him, what does reliability mean and how can you be more reliable? He said, say what I mean and mean what I say. And that is the principle that I got out of my experiences that I dug, that treasure that I dug out of sometimes these really, you know, muddy experiences that I kept that treasure and I put it in my heart so I could share that with my children because I know what it means when people can call you a liar. I know what it means when people say one thing and then when they're around others, they say something different. When people, quote unquote, forget what they said. But reliable, being reliable or reliability is about you don't forget and you don't need to be reminded about what you said, because whatever you said came from the heart. It came from the core of love. And if we are saying things from emotions and feelings, they have no grounding, right? Because one minute or one day we can feel one way and the next minute we can feel another way. And so whatever we said the day before has no grounding either. That is just based on the swiftness of the emotions and the feelings. I asked my daughter, I said, what does reliability mean to you? She said, it means you can count on others. And that's one of the things that we I've been working on with my children and myself, because remember, as a parent, whatever you teach, you become. And so the, the thing about keeping your word, you know, I think it was Florence Shen when I, um, and I was going to grab her book before I actually sat down and did this podcast, is that she said, um, it was the first time I think I ever heard that your word is law. Now, I, I, I had read the Bible when I was a child and I've been reading it, but you know how you can consistently read something over and over again. You may do it, but it, it really doesn't sink in until that light bulb goes off. And you're like, oh, my word is law. Just like a seed that we plant in soil that, you know, it, it continues to grow and germinate until eventually it reaches the top of the soil and then it pops through. And that's when that light bulb comes on. When it's like, oh, there's life. It, it's growing in me. And it's, and it's more about becoming that, that seed and bearing that fruit to not only your children, yourself, but yourself, and to those you come in contact with. That once you say something, you mean it. And you're going to do your best to honor your words. And so when I'm talking about breaking the generational cycle of pain, it's about using your experience. And in the moment, and I've mentioned this in my manuscript, Compass, Out of the Darkness into the Wonderful Light is, is the current title of it. And I mentioned how that we can definitely 
have these, these painful experiences. But in the moment, we don't pay so much attention to what was said or how someone is, but we pay more attention to how we feel inside when we've experienced the words or the action that have caused some discomfort inside of us. That if we think about how does that feel when someone does it to you? And I know it's been said that pain can be the greatest teacher, but that is if you allow it to be. So when you look at your life and you look about, you you look at your past, you look at, and it's all about when we look at our past, we learn from our past. It's not about staying there and being surrounded in the darkness, but it's about finding those jewels that can help you to be a better person, to help you be different from those that different in mindset, different in perspective than those that may have projected their pain on you. You know, we look at a lot of this manipulation. We look at um, um, when people feel um, that they can't trust you or they're suspicious. You know, where did that come from? Often that develops in childhood. And it's not to blame, but the experiences that we have that we feel like, I can't trust you because someone else did something to me or said something and they were untr- they were not trustworthy. They didn't keep their word. And so remember, breaking the cycle of pain is about creating a generational cycle of love. And that is, re- it is basically removing those thoughts or tra- removing those thoughts that caused it. What caused this divisiveness that we feel? What caused this fatalistic approach to life that we we use? You know, if somebody has it, then I'm going to have it. What caused that? It's these seeds that continually be, that are sown into the fertile ground of children. And so if we understand that concept, a very basic concept of nature, of gardening, and planting these seeds and growing our own food and growing our fruit and eating this abundance of fruit, of healthy fruit that keeps us healthy and that sustains life and taking care of the weeds and getting rid of those divisiveness words, those um, demoralizing words, hatred words that are, are grounded in hatred and fear, all of those weeds that try to rob you of your fruit, the fruit that is already in us, that through our actions and our words, we continually to sow, to, to water and to nourish the good that is within us, the truth that is within our hearts and our minds. And that we're feeding the next generation not projecting, limiting, projecting our pain, our best not to project our pain, but to to transmute that pain, to have transmuted that pain into love, that energy, and to help them continually to sow those fruits, those fruit, (laughs) fruit of life, of abundance. So reliability is about when people can depend on you. You know, 
because I grew up in that household, you guys, of my mother saying what she meant and meant what she said. That is the mentality that I that I take in my in, in, in life. If someone tells me something, then I believe them. And unless they have proven otherwise, I typically will believe them because that's the environment that I grew up in. Instead of having what is what are they up to? What are they gonna do? You know, it's it's not a good, a healthy way to live life, to always be on the edge of who's going to get over and what are, are they, do they, do they really mean what they say or say what they mean? It, it, it's, a, it's a horrible feeling. And I know, you know, what, well, how can you trust people? There's so much going on in this world. Well, I'm going to tell you this, that if my thoughts have a lot to do with my experiences and in reshaping myself and those around me, that I rather think positive thoughts than hateful or fearful thoughts. You know, there are times when I've walked the land, the land, to, you know, in Inca Park where I stayed, where I lived for quite some time. And many things could have happened to me. Did I have fear? Yeah, I think I had more fearful thoughts of a dog coming, coming out of somewhere and, and running, you know, chasing me. But it was more of, you know, I've done things shopping late at night and it was more about keeping my mind focused on what I'm doing and not being fearful because I believe that when we have fearful thoughts, that energy, we tend to attract it. We tend to attract it. And so I'd rather think positive about people. I've heard so many stories of people, you know, wanting to do negative things or harmful things. And it was that person's stance in life, whether it was a look or a word, or they got um, cold feet, or they decided, you know what, I'm not going to mess with that person or her or him. There's something to that. And so I'm going to think positive. I'm going to expect the best out of people. Because if God says that he made human beings in his image, then I'm going to hold God to his word because he said he's not human. He's not like humans. He keeps his word. His word is law. So I'm going to expect the best. And I refuse. I've, I've been there. I refuse to be fearful about what can and cannot happen. And I want to keep my mind focused on the possibilities, on the goodness that is out there in the world, on the goodness that is in my children, on the goodness that is in me, on the goodness that is in you. That's the, that's the part I want to talk to. The hearts and minds where truth lie. Because the more you focus on something, the more you dig for that treasure in something, the more you knock on the door, the more you seek, the more you will find it is that you're looking for. And I think too many of us are looking for ill will. Too many of us are looking for manipulative responses or suspicious behavior. And it's often because we saw it, we experienced it as a child from whoever it may have been. And again, it's not about blaming, but it's about transcending and transmuting that pain so that no one else has to go through what you went through. And that means 
taking on the practice of saying what you mean and meaning what you say, of being reliable as much as possible, of bringing out the best in yourself and your children by being the role model in words and in deeds. And no one said it was easy. I know it's not easy. How many times have I felt like not doing something, but often the things that we don't feel like doing are the things that we need to do. And then out of that action, oh my gosh, comes more fruit, comes more confirmation that you're doing the right thing. And that is a wonderful feeling. I've told you before that I I used to be afraid of having children because so much I saw the violence in the world. I saw things. I, I watched the news and I heard things and I saw things and I had to wake up and say, wait a minute. I have principles, life-sustaining principles that I learned from my mother. Wait a minute. There is hope that I can help raise children that will be a positive contribution to this world, that I can do that myself. So this is Tamika with Create a Generational Love Cycle. Remember, it's not about uh, love, you know, just coming from this place of all flowers. It's about seeing the, the, the plants, the weeds, and replanting new seeds to bring about what you know is right, what you know is true. And in your heart, hearts and minds, you know there is another way. I'll talk to you guys soon. In the meantime, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your week. Um, enjoy this lifetime because no matter what I believe, you can still make it great. You could still make it great. You are alive. You have breath in you. You can forgive. You can transcend. You can transmute energy. You can do it. Believe that you can. Believe that you can raise children that will be bodies of virtues that will have, that will take actions to build people up instead of tearing them down. I'll talk to you guys soon.